That's the first five verses of chapter 9. If you read all of chapter 9, you begin to see where he's going with this. But it's an interesting turn. Because he says, nothing can separate us from the love of God and Jesus Christ. And then he says, but I have all this anguish in my heart. And what you learn is that the anguish in his heart is all about his own people. The Israelites. Because for Paul... His belief and his te- and his um, how he was taught is you know that the Israelites were made people of the covenant. They were the ones who were who were given the law, who who were given the prophets, and they were supposed to become the people who were to be a light to the nations. They were supposed to be the model community on which everyone else in the world was blessed. And for him, at least as far as I read it, the anguish is is that they turned the law into something that wasn't very good. Instead of seeing it as a gift and a way to live into this model community. They turned it into a requirement to receive God's grace. And Paul is heartbroken about that. And he says, I wish I could be cut off from Christ so that my own people could get it. <laughs> and throughout the letter of Romans, he, he, he says that you know, the Israelites are not cut off. It is not, it's not as if God has rescinded the covenant to the Israelites But I think Paul is just heartbroken because he so much wants them to understand the gift that God has given in Christ Jesus. That now the righteousness, the grace comes completely through faith. That in Jesus Christ, all people are invited into this new way of seeing, this new way of being, this new way of living. And yet because... We as human beings often lock on to one way of seeing things. He sees that some of his people will, cannot let go of the way that things have been. And he's heartbroken because of it. And yet, and yet, as you read through um, this letter to the Romans, he continually comes back to this overwhelming hope that one day all people all people will will understand that love that is found in Jesus Christ. That even his heartbreak will be transformed. Even his heartbreak will be redeemed. Even that this pain that he feels will be made into something different and new. That he, that his perspective, having already been tremendously shifted, because remember, Paul was the one who who was persecuting Christians. He was the one who was, who was helping to make sure that they, that they were not able to, to tell their story and to continue on and to move forward with, with following Jesus. And his perspective was completely turned around to be a follower of Jesus. And so what that means, at least for Paul, is that even heartbreak can be transformed. The things that we see are often not as they seem, especially as we look through the eyes of faith, especially as we trust in the hope that Jesus has given us, that in and through him all things, all people, all situations will be redeemed. Even the ground, a professor of mine used to say, even the ground that has not produced fruit 
will be redeemed and will produce fruit again. I like to think of it like this. Even the ground that's been underneath the interstate highway for 200, 300, 400 years, however long it is, a thousand years, you know, that that ground has, has not produced anything. It will be renewed and refreshed and it will produce fruit for sustenance. Even those of us who feel like we are separated from God, that we, that we are living a life outside of, of what is right for us, even those of us who've had our hearts broken over and over and over again will be refreshed and renewed. And that invitation is right here and right now as well. But that invitation into that new life does not mean that we won't have heartbreak. Does not mean that we will not have travails. Don't listen to any preacher who tells you that. That after, after you become a person of faith, that it's just rose petals and, and you know, beautiful gardens. Today we're going to baptize Riley. She's going to become, through the sacrament of baptism, part of this family of faith. And I think it's a tremendously brave step on the behalf of any parents to do that. Because what... What Dave and Kristen are committing her to is to a life of seeing things differently. Is to a life of seeing things the way God sees them. And the way God sees the pain and the tragedy and the heartbreak of of this life and of the life of the world is with tears. God feels the pain and the brokenness of this world in a way that I don't think we can truly understand. Because God knows that there is an invitation to something different. Riley's being invited into seeing in that way. But she's being invited also into seeing in a way that says that there is always hope, there is always a chance for redemption, there is always a second chance for redemption, there is always a third chance for redemption, there is always in Jesus Christ... Nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And so even heartbreak can be transformed. And know that she's going to break your heart. Right? I mean, kids do. They just do. And it is right and good that they do. And you're already, I'm sure, worried about everything that could happen to her, may happen to her, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yes, it gets worse when they go off to college. Just wait. But you are also inviting her into this family of faith. And you have a great and wonderful extended family here today. But today, through the sacrament, you connect Riley with all of the saints and angels. You connect her to the communion of saints that will be cheering her on from this point on and forevermore. You're giving her a family of aunties and uncles and grandpas and grandmas that never ends. And that is a new perspective. And that is a new way of being. And so even heartbreak can be transformed. Because nothing is that as it seems in Jesus. Everything can be redeemed. Amen.